the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, so, Nicole, I never thought since I was involved in the free speech movement in the late 60s into the very early 70s that I would ever see college students want to get rid of the First Amendment. But that's exactly what, what is happening. Now, they're paying a price for it. I mean, you look at the University of Missouri now. They've got down 30 percent. Yes. Evergreen College and in, in, in Washington, down 20 percent. I mean, why do you want to send your kids someplace where they don't teach the truth of the Constitution? It's a good question. I have two little children myself, and I am increasingly worried about where I will send them in in 15 years when they're ready to go to college. Um, and that is one of the reasons that I wanted to start this is because... Um, I actually heard a lecture by a guy named Jonathan Haidt, who runs an organization called Heterodox Academy, and he talked about how there is this coming schism in academia. You, maybe you will send up send your child to Cottle University. You don't want your child to pursue the truth. You want your kid to be bubble wrapped. And then there are other parents who want to send their kids to an actual place where there is rational inquiry, where there is debate, where you learn, where you are challenged. The University of Chicago, we saw a couple years ago, came out and spoke. They had the Chicago statement by President Robert Zimmer that said, you are not here to be coddled. You are here to be challenged. You are here to think. And if you were not okay with that, then you are welcome to find another school. Who's the guy from Oklahoma Wesleyan that wrote the, the open letter to parents and to students and saying, don't come here if you think that you won't be challenged because we only grow when we're challenged. I can't think of his name right now. I've had him on my show several times. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Um, but it's, I mean, that is the foundation. That is, This is enlightenment thought. This is the cornerstone of a liberal education. We believe in challenging ideas, sharpening our ideas. It's like a diamond. And if something is bad, it's discarded. And if it is terrific, then... It's, it withstands scrutiny, um, and it's, it's so discouraging to see students move away from that because you talk about the 60s and 70s. I mean, the free speech movement that started in Berkeley, that was actually to promote liberal ideas. It was, it was anti it was against the war, it was pro-communism, it was the Black Panther movement. But here's the key. And it's all... There was a circle. lot of us conservatives that were involved in it because we believe in the First Amendment, too. Somewhere out there, there's got to be people on the left as well that are as, as worried about this as I am. Because whoever takes over the, the university now can use what they're doing now to beat people over the head at any given time. Right. And that's what's so strange and ironic to me is you think, okay, so you feel that there is systemic racism, that there is pervasive privilege why do you want to give those people more power? And that's the left. Who do you think left. will wield that privilege? The do you think left that who be on fought your team? so hard for this now, I guess because they believe that uh, the country as a whole has moved somewhat right, not enough, but somewhat right, uh, is a dangerous place for them. And we've never attacked them on a, a freedom of speech issue. Right. I mean, you think back to, in 1972, the ACLU defending the Nazis in Skokie, Illinois. We talk um, about that all the time. Taking a really brave stand. The freedom of speech is only important when you defend someone who you disagree with. It's Of course everybody believes in the freedom of speech for stuff that's on their team. 
sure, no problem. Yeah. But it's, you, it's, it's when you take a stand and defend your enemy that you're actually showing what you believe in. So when did it start changing? When, when did it start getting where now they don't say, well, we don't want freedom of speech. They say things like, well, we don't want hate speech. Right. Um, yeah, and, and it's it's interesting to look at polling done by the Brookings Institute, by the Foundation for Individual Rights in, in Education. Um, there's these huge percentages of students who believe that the Constitution does not protect hate speech. Uh, they don't know that there is no exception in the Constitution for hate speech. They don't even know what the First Amendment says. It's, that, well, it's that's pretty the point. discouraging. Yeah. They don't know what it says. Yeah. So... Um, as far as I have been able to tell, it, it things started changing in the in the 80s and 90s, um, kind of the era of political correctness, and then also um, the rise of sexual identity politics. Um, so we have Title IX start to be interpreted in an increasingly wide way by the Department of Education. That is an understatement. And so you have schools that have started to, out of an abundance of caution, say, oh, well, we don't want someone to feel bullied. We don't want people to, you know, you look at... Columbine. There are there are schools that are trying to be overly cautious in protecting students from their feelings being hurt, and so they decided to go on that track rather than actually upholding the Constitution as they are mandated to. It's so it's so interesting you talk about that because you know I just turned sixty five years old. Happy birthday! And it's interesting for me from the I I got involved in politics back during the Johnson era, and it started then on a very low scale type of situation but I I can't relate to kids now that it's like we got to have safe spaces you you can't say anything that might offend someone when I grew up everybody knew that everybody was going to offend everybody it was a it was an open field to get out and battle with your thoughts now nobody wants battle they just want you to be forced to say that you'll live by whatever their creed is yeah it's i think we in academia we've seen the rise of critical race theory um of this um intersectionality so the concept of microaggressions where even if you don't know that you are offending somebody you have said something that might hurt them um, and so that people have to be protected from potentially offensive speech. And it's really, it's sad and it's discouraging because you think about how, if something really is offensive, you have been assaulted, if you have been attacked, what's the best way to get over your fear is to show the next time you're, opposed, you're exposed to it, you're not going to, that thing won't happen to you again. And it, it starts to build up that resistance. My brother was in the Army. He has PTSD. And he got used to seeing when people slow down on bridges, it doesn't mean that something's going to be blown up. Um, and, and he, you know, it was, it was a process, but you, you get over your fears. And by teaching students and showing and encouraging them that they can be bubble-wrapped, that they can just avoid all these scary and difficult things in life, we're sending a very dangerous message that it's not going to set them up for success once they leave college. I don't want to hire somebody like that as an employer. Um, I don't want to bring them into my, my work environment. Right. Um, They're going to be nothing more than trouble. Right. And so we have delayed and delayed and delayed this um, adulthood. There's this perpetual adolescence. I mean, we see this from beginning to end with the Obamacare keeping kids on insurance plans. I mean, there are people, there are students, children who are just not taking responsibility or accountability for any point in their life. And um, Well, the parents aren't dangerous. making them take responsibility. Right. They let them live in the basement and sometimes not even in the basement. <laughs> 
until they're in their mid and late 30s now. In fact, I saw an article not too long ago that said uh, kids aren't responsible, basically, for themselves at least until 25 or 26 years old. And I thought, I said, you're out of your mind. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of crazy. So you're you're starting a new organization, is that correct? I am. We um, it's called Speech First, and we are a membership organization. Okay, um, and how does this work? It's a little bit different from groups like the Alliance Defending Freedom and the Foundation for Individual Rights and in Education. In that, um, as a membership association, we think there's strength in numbers. For you to bring a lawsuit against your school is it's, it's expensive. Yeah. It's time consuming. And it's also, it's daunting. It's terrifying. Um, You think it's going to be Mike versus the University of Kansas. Wow, that's going to come up every single time that somebody Googles your name for the next 25 years. Your teachers are going to be mean to you. Your fellow students are going to pick on you. It's going to be really, you're going to be really isolated. So you know what? It's probably just easier to keep your head down, not make a problem, maybe not ask the questions that you want to ask of your teacher, not write the term paper you want on your closely held beliefs, just get out of there in four years. And so you bring up a very important part. When you take away the freedom of speech, you chill people's options. Yes. And um, we we think that's terrible. Um, And so what we want to do is we want to send those students a message that if you want to defend your rights, and you should, you will not do this alone. There is an army of people behind you, not only students, but also parents, alumni, concerned citizens who believe in the First Amendment will stand with you every step of the way. Um, On campus, in the courts, in the media, you don't have to do this alone. And so we'll bring cases on behalf of our association. So it will be speech first versus a university. It won't be you versus the university. So you're you're going to be kind of like some of the organizations that are out there that are defending another part of the First Amendment with religious liberty then. Right. Um, Because unfortunately, it seems like the only thing that is going to get some of these schools to actually change their behavior is a lawsuit. Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. um, It's it's sad that it's come to that, but um, if that's where we are, then that's where we'll fight, and that's what we look forward to doing. All right, so how do my listeners get involved in this fight? So if they go to speechfirst.org, they can sign up. Right now we're doing a special membership code to waive the $5 membership fee. If they type in CPAC 2018, they can waive the $5 fee and join. And again, it doesn't have to be just students. It could be anybody who cares about the First Amendment. We want there to be strength in numbers. So I want to be able to credibly go to a university administration and say, I have 100,000 Americans that believe in this issue. Stand down or fight us at your peril. Um, because we really we want to let them know that the time for acting with impunity on the First Amendment is over. I'm uh, excited about this. Thank you. All right. Nicole Neely is our guest. Make sure you go and join her group. Five bucks, even if you got to pay five bucks, that ain't much, folks. And But every five dollars brings them closer to being able they got a lot they've got a lot of lawsuits in the future. Yes, we will be plan- we will be filing three lawsuits this year and many more in the future. So Okay, can yeah. you tell us where you're going to A lot of work to be done. I don't, want, to, I don't want the universities to be tipped off okay. yet, but I will I will we'll definitely reach out when we're about Go to Go after file. Berkeley, the the birthplace of the free speech movement and what cowards now. I mean, sadly we are spoiled for choice, aren't we? Yeah, we truly are. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having I appreciate me. Appreciate you very much. Thank, Thank you, you much. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.